Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hour number two of Fantasy Sports today is upon us. We're going to tackle some of the week four storylines. We've got some buy low and some sell high. Fantasy Sports today. Craig Mish along with Joe Pizzapi on this Tuesday. Hour two starts. Fantasy Sports today. And welcome back. This is our number two of Fantasy Sports Today. For those of you who are listening live on the iHeartRadio app or even on the FNTSY app, that's certainly great. We would also invite you to listen on demand. Make sure you like and subscribe to the show. If you're an Apple or iOS user, you can subscribe to it. Give us five stars if you wouldn't mind. Throw our names in the discussion. Also, Google Play and Android as well. Stitcher has our podcast. Wherever you listen to a podcast, you just type in those four letters, F-N-T-S-Y. That's five. I'm bad at math. F-N-T-S-Y. Uh, don't type in four letters. And you'll end up getting our show. Craig and Joe with you on Monday through Thursday. Normally on Fridays, we have Brad Ziegler and Jamie Eisenberg here. And as we get closer, Joe, we're already here on Tuesday, which is my favorite day of the week to chill because not a lot is happening. But then immediately once tomorrow starts, i got to start looking into picks and, and in these contests that I'm in. And it just never stops really during football season. Of course, next week we'll have baseball playoffs too. Uh, we already have some early lines on some of these games, and, and we'll, we'll touch on those as the week goes by. But at least for me, aside from all of the young quarterbacks that are, that are playing and playing so well, we're kind of trending down a road, Joe, for this season, similar to baseball, where I think it's the haves and the have-nots. I fully expected Miami at the beginning of the season to win less than four and a half games, which is what I bet at the beginning of the season, less than five games what I had. I did not expect to see, Joe, this many 0-3 teams at the start of the season. In fact, if the season ended right now, as good a job as Miami has done at tanking, they would not have the number one overall pick, <laughs> Pittsburgh. <laughs> The Jets, the Bengals, the Redskins, Miami. That's five teams right there that are off to 0-3 starts. Now, I think that that will correct itself a little bit, but that to me is the story, is is there's really no middle at this point in the NFL. Either you're great or you're terrible. Well, I think the, the difference is, you know, the NFL always strives for parity, and that's what makes it a fun league. And then there's awful injuries that happen, like the Jets losing Sam Darnold, like the Steelers losing Ben Roethlisberger, all of those Things happen. There's no control over those kind of situations. And then you have seasons that once had hope kind of go down the toilet. But then there are seasons that are intentionally tanking. You have the 76ers in the NBA a couple of years ago. You have now the Miami Dolphins doing this. And um, I think when you look at it, I think the expectation now of teams being historically bad going into seasons, we saw kind of Oakland do it last year, too, where they said, nope, this is going to be that year where we just cash in. And they got a whole bunch of draft picks. And so far, it's gotten better in terms of some of the talent they've added but I don't think the win total is going to be all that much better this year 
it's it's disheartening for the fan base. I feel bad for the fan base of the Miami Dolphins because this is a franchise that has Super Bowls. It has the perfect season. It has Don Shula. It has Dan Marino. It has a lot of great NFL history. But man, for the last 20 years, it's really been hard to get excited about anything going on for the Dolphins. So I guess what it comes down to, Craig, don't you think that some of these teams do a poor job of hiring their executives, their GMs, and their scouting teams. Don't you think that's the problem? The NFL just seems course. to be a lack of good yeah. ones there. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Why is that? With, with so many people who work so hard, why is it some organizations seem to have a hard time getting those better talent evaluators? I mean, sometimes ownership gets involved in it. And, and I think that's happened a lot at Washington. I think that's oh, obvious. They're the poster child for that. And especially in Miami, where the owner is you know, willing to put any financial dollar into anything. Um, he just has, he's a lot of these owners, they're very easily swayed by different people when things aren't going well. So they kind of don't stay on the same path. You know, they have one guy saying this, one guy saying that, and it depends on the level of trust. As an example, in Miami, you had, uh, Adam Gase, who was the head coach there who wanted control. You had, uh, Tannenbaum who just, again, goes from the Jets to the Dolphins is basically the same thing derails the franchise, but Tannenbaum was a very trusted advisor of Stephen Ross. And now uh, his advisor, I guess, is Chris Greer. That's who the general manager is. And that's just one example of, of a lot of different teams. I mean, look at Arizona. Somebody convinced the Arizona Cardinals, Joe, to hire Steve Wilkes and draft Josh Rosen in the first round. And they completely pivoted out of that and hired Kingsbury and drafted Murray. Well, so I guess I'm, it's better and, and, to pivot quicker than to live in the mistake. It's like it's like getting divorced, right? You're married somebody. You're but not we, but to. how do we really yeah. know? How do we really know? We'll, we'll never I really. I mean, do, is it Josh Rosen's fault that he was playing so bad last year? No, I mean, it's, it's, it's a Steve Wilkes. Of offensive maybe line. Steve Wilkes is a bad coach, Joe, but I don't know that to be fact. It was one year. He didn't look right, but that we're just playing the result of that. Like I, we will never really know. Um does it look like hiring Adam Gase by the Jets was the wrong decision? Of course it does. But if Darnold was playing, would they be 0-3? That's why there's so much of this is is right. uh, is a Talent gray area. Matters, coaching matters in the NFL more than most other sports. Oh, yeah. Coaching systems. And, they, uh, and this is a true story. When I was 13 years old and a disgruntled little kid where I was like, man, I can't take, you know, the first team that I kind of clung on to was the Buffalo Bills as a kid because I was just coming of age there and they were fun to watch. And I didn't want to root for a team because I was from New York. I didn't want to root for a team that played in New Jersey. So the Buffalo Bills are the only team that played in New York. And I, after that fourth Super Bowl, and I watched Bill Parcells, Joe Gibbs, and Jimmy Johnson, all Hall of Fame coaches, beat Marv Levy. And I kept saying, man, it doesn't matter how much talent you have. In football, you have to go where the best coach is. And that's that's the team that's going to build out and the infrastructure is going to, and I know it sounds crazy, but as a 13 year old kid, that's what I thought. And I, Bill Parcells at that time in my head, cause I lived in New Jersey was the best coach. So I said, you know what? I, if they don't fire Marv Levy or make a change here, I can't stick around. This is going to be terrible. I can't do this. It's the only time I've ever jumped on a team in my entire life. I'm still a loser Mets fan my whole life. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's still the whole thing. And I went with the Patriots and I stuck through the Patriots through Parcells losing a Super Bowl. I stuck through Pete Carroll and I luckily got Belichick and it's just all it does is driven that point home to me, which is if you have the right coach and you have the right system in place, the talent can be molded into the system well enough and you can have success. It's about execution. It's about what you're willing to get the kind of caliber of guy you're trying to get in the NFL to fit what you want to do. And if you could do that, you could be successful for decades and it's it's tough. I'm sure it's tough to find those people, but yeah, you don't get the yeah. college coaches coming up anymore in the NFL either. Having success. No, well, they, used to they have fail. That. Well, they, they fail. Every single one of them failed. Why? Why? What has changed so much? Uh, that wasn't the case when we were younger. Jimmy Johnson I, came in and he was great. You had a couple of these other guys coming for college and they were great. 
What changed? Mm, no, I think Jimmy Johnson was really the outlier for everyone. Was he? Yeah, yeah. I got to go back and that's a fun idea too to go back and and research that that many, You know, Steve Spurrier was a complete bust. He was a he was a bust with the Washington Redskins. Um, Pete Carroll went from the NFL to college and then back to the NFL and and he did fine certainly. But yeah, I, I, would, Harbaugh, I wouldn't say that he was a Harbaugh had some success with the Forty ers there, made it to a Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, that's you know, yeah, he was I know people want to crap on that run, but still, at the same time, he, he got there. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He did take him to a Super Bowl for sure. Yeah. Um, Nick Saban, best coach ever in the history of college, complete failure in the NFL. But where? Miami. Yeah, but he had control over that. Like those were he. I mean, he was the one that that took uh, Dante Culpepper over Drew Brees. I mean, they had the choice in free agency. They took Culpepper as his decision. Yeah, well, that did not work out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that comment, Joe. Well, You're you know, but I mean, if you were, would you have made that same evaluation as a as a coach? Ah, who, what do I mind when you're looking at the size of Drew Brees and the size uh, of Culpepper in the arm and all that stuff? I can see well, why it was. Bra- he blames his medical staff for t- for giving him incorrect information. Okay, fair enough. That's what he says. <laughs> uh, in, in terms of storylines this week, um, so the Patriots have been as dominant as any team through three games in the history of the league. Uh, do you think uh, you think the Bills have a shot this week at all to keep it close? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That defense is for real, and they will absolutely test the Patriots. Last year in Buffalo, they, they tested them real well. <laughs> so that was a real chippy game, and they're going to be ready. They're going to be pumped up, and this is going to be – I think the first real competition for the Patriots this year. I don't think they're going to win, but I think the Patriots are going to be challenged quite a bit in this game. Yep, Patriots are seven-point road favorites in this game. We'll get to a lot more of what's going on in the NFL as we take a look at some buy-low and sell-high candidates in fantasy. You're listening to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish and Joe Pizapia here with you on FNTSY. Don't forget you can catch our television over at Sumo TV, including our producer, Sean Guastamacchia. He'll be at the betting window today at 4 o'clock Eastern. We'll be right back after this. Full-time fantasy. I would stick with McCoy, knowing that there is somewhat of a risk because they did show a picture of him walking into the stadium limping, but he went out there and got the job done and had the two touchdowns. We don't know about Damian Williams, but it clearly looks like Williams is first in the pecking order. The reason why you probably don't cut Thompson is because what if this McCoy ankle is a problem and what if Williams doesn't play next week? I'll give it another week, but if Damian Williams comes back healthy, I'm cutting this guy. Weekdays, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 Network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-961-3631. Game time decisions. College worth knows football, yet 
He's the most hokey, odd, oh, shucks guy. It's just so annoying. He says during the broadcast, if you ever have a chance to have a cup of coffee with Wade Phillips, you better take that chance because he's got great stories. Yeah, sure, I'll have a cup of coffee with Wade Phillips, but how? So I tweeted out after I said, if you ever get the chance to have sex with Shakira, you should do it. Weekdays, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on Sumo TV, channel 719. I like fantasy sports today. And I like football. And I'm going to keep doing them both because they make me feel good. All right, welcome back. It is Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mitch along with Joe Pizzapia with you here on the show. And if you missed any of our program earlier, we built the ultimate fantasy team for the rest of the season. We also built the all-disappointing uh, team, perhaps, for the rest of the season, too. And so it's no surprise that some of the disappointments are showing up on our buy low for the remainder of the season in fantasy. And so, Joe, let's kind of dive into some names of players who have not done very well to start the year. But I do think that I could probably make the case for every single one of the guys that we have on this list today. So I'll try and uh, take a contrarian point of view if I need to on some. Uh, carry on Johnson. Let's start off with him on the Detroit Lions. Uh, for me, Joe, at the end of the season... If I had to project, the numbers will probably be uh, ugly in terms of yards per carry. But there's only one thing that would stop him from grading out for me, by the way, as an RB2. And that would be health. And that's been an issue for him over the last couple of years. But if he is healthy, Joe, I think this is 1,000 yards in an ugly way. It's 8 to 10 touchdowns in an ugly way rushing. It's about 3 touchdowns receiving in an ugly way. But with health, that's an RB2. And yep. so I, I don't know that he's necessarily a buy-low guy, but I think he's a very steady option. And he's getting so much volume, which is what Montgomery is not getting. But Carry on Johnson is getting so much volume that eventually, even though he has bad weeks, he's going to end up having some good weeks, too. I think you absolutely nailed it. It's ugly, but that doesn't make it wrong. You know, sometimes you still got to get them points. However, you need to get them points. And carry on, I think, is going to get those points for you. I understand he's still got two games against the Bears and two games against the Vikings uh, and, uh, you know, two games against Green Bay. Hopefully, you know, one's week 17. So that's right. not going to enter into things if you're not a complete tool and you don't play your championship week 17 because that's just idiotic. But anyway, you've also got matchups there against Oakland coming up, against the Giants, against the Redskins, against the Chiefs even this week. And carry on Johnson also has a buy coming up in week five. And this is a great opportunity to buy this week. Yes, you're going to have to deal with the carry on by coming up in week five, but that owner can look and you could, if you're that owner, you could look at it and say, wow, man, he's got a couple of games against the Bears and the Vikings and all these things. Eh. Plus, I got him on a buy. If you can give him somebody else that's going to be useful for him for the next couple of weeks, maybe, or her for the next couple of weeks, maybe, just maybe, that can be a little selling point. You pull them away, but I'm with you. I think the ugly points show up there. The fact that they got rid of CJ Anderson out of the equation makes me like carry on Johnson more. I was a little sour on him coming into the year, but. This is what the Lions are. The Lions are kind of a grinding team, and Carrion's going to be part of that grind. He's going to have some better games from a PPR standpoint than he's had already this year. They're coming, especially against the Giants. So I think you want to buy in now because I have actually, even against the Chiefs' defense this week, I think there's a lot of upside for him. Look at what Mark Ingram did against the Chiefs this past week. Yeah. Uh, Le'Veon Bell of the New York Jets. Uh, Joe, the concern is what he's done, but I mean, clearly he is tied to the quarterback play that is going on with the Jets. They've already lost their backup quarterback. Luke Falk has shown that he he should not be starting right now in the NFL, but the Jets have no chance and no choice. Uh, Joe, would you buy low on Bell with the expectation that Darnold, let's say, comes back not this week, but the next? Because at that point, Bell could get back to RB1 status. It's just there's just no hope for him. This, this is a David Johnson situation from last year. There's just no hope unless the quarterbacking gets better. Right. And the quarterback will be back. Look, it's not an arm injury. It's not a knee injury. It's an internal physical issue that will be cured with modern medicine. 
So there's every reason to believe Darnold will eventually be back. In the meantime, that owner might be panicking because the first couple of weeks for Le'Veon Bell haven't been great. Let's be honest. They haven't really been great. There's been some volume, though, so at least you know they're committed to him. But now that owner is looking for could very well be one and two or zero and three, having taken Le'Veon Bell with the first round pick. And they're looking at Le'Veon Bell with a buy and maybe no Sam Darnold when he comes back in week five. There's every reason to buy right now on Le'Veon Bell, because after that, uh, you're going to have games later on the year in the meat of the season. Check out this schedule. You got the Dolphins, the Giants defense, the Redskins defense, the Oakland Raiders defense and the Bengals defense. Then the wow. Dolphins yeah, again. Yeah. So tell me that once you hit November, you are not loving life on November 3rd if you're a Le'Veon Bell owner, because I think you are. Yeah, I'm hanging on. Uh, he was my first round pick in one of my leagues, the Money League, and I'm I'm hanging on for dear life because I have no running back too. Basically, it's uh, Sanders and Mostert and some other guys. But I agree. I think that eventually this will turn around. But unfortunately, he's if there is ever a running back quarterback handcuff, this is the guy. Bell to Darnold. Hopefully, he comes back in two weeks. Um, okay, uh, James White. Uh, I you know I don't know that he's necessarily a buy low, Joe. I mean, it's not his fault that he missed the game last week. You know, like no. I'll be, I'll be, yeah, be fine. This uh, isn't so much based on uh, last week missing the game. This is kind of cumulatively when you look at it. He missed the game. He hasn't had the prototypical big James White game yet this year. I think that when you look back, you go, wow, but you know, there's the James White big, you know, I I drafted him. And, and I think there might be some doubt creeping in for people who drafted him as a reliable PPR RB two, which he is just because it hasn't quite cashed into expectations. So there might be players out there that have bigger expectations or have outperformed expectations. And there might be opportunity right now to pry James White away. And we all know those games are coming. So this is more about maybe taking a shot and people being a little concerned that maybe they made a wrong decision or maybe that last year was an anomaly, which I don't think it was. I just think it's been the perfect storm. And I think this week you're going to see a whole lot of James White against that Buffalo defense too, because you don't want to attack them in the secondary. You want to attack them in the linebacking core. And I think that's where James White kind of pops in. It's always very difficult to own backs in New England. I mean, it's just throughout the years. Uh, the last you, couple with Deion Lewis, James White, it's been easier. Sony Michelle, it's been a lot easier the last two or three years as Brady's gotten older. Yeah, Sony Michelle doesn't look great. You know, a good week last week. <laughs> From a fantasy standpoint, I mean, you know, fall in the end zone and all you want. That's That works for me. What did, what, did he, what did Sony Michelle do last week? Uh, I'll pull it up there. I'll pull it up. Didn't he do zero? Didn't he? All he had was a touchdown and nothing else? I thought but, he had more than that. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. I'll have to double check here. Let's see uh, against the, oh no, he just fell in the ends. It was the week before my apology against Miami 21 for 83 and a touchdown. That's the game I'm thinking of. Yeah. I mean, look, those are, for 83 and touchdowns Joe, are those are really good matchups and not a lot of production. Yeah, those are really good. Oh, matchups. you're right. You are right. You're right. Uh, um, Royce Freeman. I'm surprised that you're buying in on him. I know, I know that, um, I know that you have Lindsay. I know you mentioned in a lot of leagues. I, I watched Freeman this past week. I was not that impressed. I don't know. I, I'm impressed by volume, Joe, but I'm not impressed with, the way that he runs, I think Lindsay looks like the better guy. Lindsay is the better guy. He's absolutely the better guy. But this is the, your opportunity now to take advantage of that big Philip Lindsay game that happened and handcuff Royce Freeman onto your roster. Because God forbid Lindsay has an injury. He's a smaller player. God forbid it's another wrist issue or he pops a knee or anything else happens. Freeman automatically becomes the main volume guy. It's not even close. We know that's the route it's going to go. And I'm not big on handcuffing running backs, but the fact that they both eat in this offense as much as they do. That to me, this is the perfect overreaction week for somebody who goes, oh man, I'm a Philip, I'm a Royce Freeman owner. Philip Lindsay just went crazy. He's the guy. I got it wrong. Oh yeah. Just take Royce Freeman away from me because I'm mad. That happens. There's a ton of overreaction when these things go on. It could very well be another game where they're both even this coming week. You don't know. None of us know. Unfortunately, I want it to be Philip Lindsay. You're right. Lindsay is the better back, but that doesn't mean it's not a perfect opportunity 
to go right now and buy Royce Freeman on the cheap, it's going to cost you nothing because there's going to be a massive overreaction to how good Lindsay was in this isolated week three. You put them both together. That way you just have a little bit of insurance or maybe in bye weeks you get lucky. There's a good matchup where you can actually play both of them in certain situations because they are running the football a ton right now. All right. And finally, at quarterback, uh, Baker Mayfield, uh, I mean, he's still kind of in that buy low category, Joe. The coaching has been very suspect. Uh, I mean, look, I, I think that Baker Mayfield, Joe, in leagues where you don't get lose points for picks, he's great. But I think that if you're playing in a league, I would not buy low on him if I knew that I was going to lose a point every time he threw a pick because he's going to throw a lot. Yeah, well, that's the concern. But uh, when you look at his schedule, this is another one that after the next few weeks, when you turn the page, it gets a lot easier. They're going to have the Steelers twice. Still, they're going to have the Dolphins in there. They're going to have the Bengals. Actually, I'm sorry, the Bengals are week 17. Look, Baker Mayfield is better than he's played. Baker Mayfield will play better eventually. And there's a lot of people that paid, as we said earlier, actually overpaid for Baker Mayfield. So they are now disenfranchised with him because people hate being wrong. It's a fact of life. I'm wrong, even though Craig says I never am. I'll say it all the time on the show. I'm wrong a lot. Not too much. Otherwise, I'd be out of a job. <laughs> and if I, I like how you said that. Much, I'm wrong, but not too much. Not too much. Well, because what good would I be? You know, could you imagine if you're like a doctor, you're like, you went to the doctor and you're like, hey, doctor, this is a problem. I'm having a problem. This is like, you know, your doctor is like, oh, you're wrong with your diagnosis so much. Like, you don't want that. You don't want the people that are giving you advice on what to do to be wrong most of the time. Uh, no, I, 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 know. You I, I don't, me. I don't look at it that way. You know, for, All right. for, what, for me, I, I, I like playing the, um, the uh the role of that because it's fantasy man like i mean if, if you're right 51 percent of the time then you've done a good job i mean nobody ever can predict this kind of stuff and bottom line is, is, is there's so much luck involved like that i know we're up against the break bottom line is this people are disenfranchised who overpaid for baker mayfield there's a chance for you to buy low for him because i do think he will play better and he will have some big games coming up because i don't think it can get worse i really don't all right, we'll take a quick time out here on the show. Who are some sell-high players in fantasy? Joe and I will roll through some of those. Coming up next, you're listening to Fantasy Sports Today here on FNTSY Radio. And on uh, tomorrow's show, we'll take our first look at some of the NFL and college football lines. And on Thursday's program, of course, we dive back into college football. Poor John Love with uh, losing, I believe he lost Derek King. Uh, and that was the number one player in all fantasy football in college to start the season. Yikes. All right, we'll be right back with more on FNTSY. This is Fantasy Sports Today. Don't go away. Talk with Teddy Covers and Ralph Michaels. The Browns were without seven starters, including their entire secondary. For the Browns to be that close, yes, the Rams were clearly the right side because of that situation, but you have to put it with a grain of salt saying the public was on the Browns and the Sharps were on the Browns, much of it because of the Browns' injury report. Watch live weekdays, 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern on SportsGrid and Zumo TV, channel 719. Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid. Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. 
Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this network can get a risk-free bet up to $500. Here's how it works. First, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, then make a deposit and place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it up to $500. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. Lose weight now. Go to Fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at Fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to Fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to Fat100.com for free information on how you can lose weight, go to Fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's Fat100.com. Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best date possible. Well, I found one website that can find you the best date, and it's called TheBestDate100.com. Just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date. Remember, you can find the best date of your life at TheBestDate100.com. That's TheBestDate100.com. One more time, TheBestDate100.com. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook where listeners of this show can get a deposit bonus of up to $500. Here's how it works. Create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, make a deposit, place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it with a 50% bonus of up to $500. This offer is eligible for all users, plus new users will get a risk-free bet of up to $200. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. 21 years or over and New Jersey only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, sell high players for week four in the fantasy football season. Uh, interesting name here, Joe, that you want to talk about right here at the top because I don't believe he's a sell high. I'm still a big fan of Austin Eckler. I thought it was just one uh, subpar week this past week. And by the way, given the other options that there are at running back, especially after you get out of the first four or five guys, man, I still would want Eckler the rest of the season. But I guess that you're uh, you're ready to see what you can get back for him in return. Well, I'm ready for two reasons. When you look at the board, Austin Eckler being the number one running back in PPR it doesn't jive. Okay. It just doesn't. And it's because he's had a really good run, an excellent run. And maybe this can continue, but the chances of it continuing for an entire season, I think are slim. He also has the matchup of all matchups this week against the dolphins, which is a perfect opportunity to maybe package him with something to get Ezekiel Elliott, to get Dalvin cook, to get somebody like that at the top to maybe make a run at McCaffrey. It's very difficult to get those players, but when you have a player like Eckler, who is so outperforming, his expectations and he's got a matchup against the dolphins. Sometimes people don't look farther enough down the road 
to what's going on and, and how this might work out later on. There's been a lot of guys over the years who have had great starts to seasons. It's very difficult to have a great complete season. This is the opportunity you have to take this guy having a great start, flip him for a guy who's had a great career or at least one or two really good seasons that you can rely on the rest of the year because eventually things will get tougher. There's a stretch there where he's got Tennessee, Chicago, and Green Bay on the schedule, um, and that's going to be tricky for him. And I can tell you right now, I'm not saying that you don't love the fact you have Austin Eckler. A lot of people love and get intoxicated with the fact when they're right and they take a player. I don't want you to fall into a false sense of security. Yeah, this week's probably going to be awesome against the Dolphins, but if it's not this week, the next week, you really should think about how can I package this guy who's outperforming his draft stock by an enormous amount for a premier talent like one of those guys that I mentioned, the top of the board aren't running this, maybe even an Alvin Kamara type, because I think that's your opportunity to get out from Eckler before you start to see some of the floor of him, because I think there is more floor. We've seen mostly ceiling so far. So far. I, I just don't think anybody would be willing to pull the trigger on any of those names that you mentioned. I think we'd have to come up with a more realistic. Well, I said name. package. I did say package. So I'm not saying is you're not doing this trade straight up, but if you can move, right. you know, I, a, I, th- a, I, th- a I really think the other, the other part that we're missing here is that um, the threat of Gordon is always there too. So. You know, if the Gordon threat of Gordon coming back is another great point, too. What if he does? I don't think he's going to. But what if he does come back? I do think he will. And I do think that's the point. I so mean, this is your chance to get out from him, from Eckler. I, I just but again, but again, I I think that people are smart enough to know. And, and if if Gordon wasn't looming, I think I could make a case for all the things that you're talking about. But would you of, take Devontae Adams for him? Uh, would I take? Uh, well, it would depend on the construction of my team, too. Right. Like what what would well, I have? Already too. What I'm saying is, like, would you take David Montgomery, Joe? For Austin Eckler? No, of course not. Straight up, no. But if there's a package that gives me Montgomery and Devontae Adams, I sure would. Yeah, of course. I mean, come on. Well, I'm saying if you're throwing me back the Eckler, there's you every you look, you, you have you to look at your team, Joe. Back. You can't trade Austin Eckler, and, and if your backup running back is uh, is is a uh, uh, Chris Thompson, I mean, it's you no, can't you do, can't do, do that anything. either. Again, right. doesn't it, matter it, what the offer is. It is you about have to get somebody back in return. Right. It's about roster construction, but it's also about what's going on in all your leagues. And you have to look at the teams and who's been riddled with injuries and who's got players that you think that you can buy low. It's it's the perfect combination. It's a puzzle. And How about David Johnson? Right- David Johnson or Austin Eckler rest of the season? I think you can get more than just David Johnson. And that's my point. If you can get more than just David Johnson, I think rest of the season, David Johnson's still going to be their main running back for better or worse for whatever's going on in that offense. What happened if it was straight up? I think you can get more. Straight it's up. a question. How about I'll if it was straight up? All right, I'll ask you a question. I'll take David Johnson because I'm not waiting for Melvin Gordon to come and take his job in a couple right, of weeks. Right, and I think that's the way, that's the unfortunate part of this, Joe, is that most people will see it that way. If Gordon was not in the equation, this would be a fantastic uh, drill. But because of Gordon's looming, I think that most people will go, oh, Gordon's going to come back and, and that's going to well, be Well, we all thought Le'Veon Bell was coming back too, and that's how you sell it. You're like, look, I know Gordon people has Bell to play, though. Play. Bell didn't have to play to be a free agent. Gordon has to come back and get service time in order to be a free agent. He has to do it. He cannot be yeah, a free agent. If he comes back, doesn't mean they play him. Well, I mean, how do, how do, we, how do we not know that? We don't. We don't but the, all these unknowns means it's time to make sure Austin Eckler is at least at least somebody that you are shopping around or or looking to see what you can get. You might get an overpay because people live too much in. Oh, my God, they're playing the Dolphins this week. That's why you shop them. Okay, I would not, but that's fine. Uh, Frank Gore, uh, who's buying Frank Gore? I think people desperate for running back are buying Frank Gore. I think they are. I think they're looking at, oh my God, I just need somebody who I could throw in there who's going to play. And I think you might be able to flip him because 
just like I think looming eventually Devin Singletary is that guy that's going to, as the season drags on, continue to show you he is the guy of the future and maybe the guy of the present. So because you've had Saquon Barkley injuries, because you've had injuries to other guys here in this top of the, the Damian Williams group, Frank Gore has a piece that I think has value and it's short-term value and it's better suited to give you a better long-term asset. So I'll keep it quick on him. Okay. Uh, Jeff Wilson of the 49ers. It looks like Coleman could be back soon too. I'm not in on him at all, but, um, but I, I don't know who would buy uh, Jeff Wilson, Joe. Again, this is not necessarily buy, but if you own him, you should look about <laughs> trying to sell him off because the end is nigh for him. Uh, one of my favorite expressions. I don't even understand it, but it sounds cool. He's so touchdown dependent and he keeps scoring touchdowns two at a clip. That's going, it has to end eventually. And if Tevin Coleman is coming back into this mix, it can only get muddier after the buy. God knows where this is going to be. But at a certain point, I think you have to turn around and say, look, I've got Wilson to just drop him. It's kind of silly. I'm not saying you're going to get a ton for him, but maybe uh, once again, to a certain owner, it's more valuable. Maybe the Matt Breida owner finds value in having Wilson on his roster too, or the Mostert owner, whatever that is, shop him around. I'm not saying you're going to get a ton, you know, just because you can, uh, just because you could sell these guys, I'm saying sell high doesn't mean the value is very high, but his value might not get higher. So that's why you sell. Wilson. It would be the Barkley a guy who has Barkley. Maybe you could even just get. There's a lot of desperate owners out there. The Williams owners desperate. The Gurley owners desperate. The Barkley owners desperate. I think we're not realizing all that. Demarcus Robinson has had some great games since he subbed in and and played. The only question is, Joe, when Tyreek Hill comes back, is Robinson and Hardman, are they still a big part of the mix along with Watkins? I mean, they certainly could be. They've played up to the challenge. I have no idea, and that's why you sell it off. I know one thing. Patrick Mahomes is awesome, and he makes everybody else better. But week to week, I have no idea who that person's going to be when Tyreek Hill comes back. So here's another one where I think you just throw out, you know, this is for the owner who drafted D.D. Westbrook and is just crying <laughs> like this is for the owner i forgot his even he was even alive exactly I totally but forgot about his name think about how many people were so in on him because of Foles and that relationship and all this stuff and all the blah 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 narrative and preseason meanwhile there goes nick Foles. game one he's out Gordon Minshew's best friend is dj shark and here we are so you've picked up robinson you couldn't possibly be more excited than what you've gotten out of him i don't know when tyree kill comes back how it's all going to work out nobody does you're better off trying to Get rid of it, package it with something else, try to bring back something that you think is more reliable. If you could bring back Sterling Shepard in a trade, I would absolutely do that 100% right now. If you could bring back Golden Tate in a trade for Demarcus Robinson, I would do that right now. I think you went too far with Tate, but yes, I agree. I don't think so. Not with Barkley out. They're going to have to throw the ball. Wayne Gallman's not the answer. They're going to try. Well, well, that's all. I just want them to try, Craig. Just try. (laughs) They're going to try. I mean, they're going to give this guy. guy Gallman's going to get 15 carries every game. It's not gonna be uh, although although Gallman's never played when Gallman did who play, was the other guy Andre Gallman. Williams I feel like that uh, was the Paul guy Perkins name. was in there too no but there was the big dude the big real big guy that kept yeah I think you're, I think that is his name Andre but, Williams but let's also good. not forget when Wayne Gallman last played this offensive line was horrendous years ago right all time bad one of the all time bad offensive lines over the last five years so it's gotten better over the last few years so I'm not saying he's going to be good but maybe you get serviceable at the very least. I, I, you know, you have Jimmy Garoppolo here. I would sell Matt Ryan as a quarterback. That would be the guy I would sell. But uh, you have Jimmy Garoppolo here. So why, why Jimmy Garoppolo? I wouldn't sell Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan has a ton of games in the dome. He's got Julio Jones. He's got Calvin Ridley. He's got he every looks reason. bad man. He does not look good. I know, but I, I'm, but last two of the two of the last three years, he threw for almost five thousand yards. Yeah, so, but if you're playing in leagues where you lose points for picks, this guy's throwing Jimmy, picks like you want to talk about turnovers. Jimmy Garoppolo's teams turn over the ball way too much. Way too much. And the fact that 
you have so many viable running options now in this offense. I think that you've seen the best possible Jimmy Garoppolo stats, but not the best necessarily quarterback play. And I think that it's funny because I was just talking about this on Black Book Show with uh, Welsh, who's over on FNTSY2 from In This League. We uh, do the Black Book podcast together. And one of the discussions we were having was he, as a 49er fan, truly believes in his heart. And it's not maybe it is a little bit of the, the you know, backup quarterback syndrome. Everyone's in love with the other guy. But he feels like Garoppolo is just not playing well and that they would actually be even better in terms of running the offense with Nick Mullins. And I know Mullins is a guy that you think that is a piece that some other team should pick up and give a shot to. But I don't know. All I know is that Jimmy G has exceeded expectations. And if you can flip him in a market right now where quarterback has been absolutely just blown apart for so many teams, it's, it's worth it. Like what if you, there's a team that has a Roethlisberger owner and then they picked up Rudolph and they hated him after week one and you've got Garoppolo and Matt Ryan on your team, let's say. Why not flip Garoppolo and see what you can get? Yeah, look, everybody this year needs quarterbacks more than ever, and not just in super flex leagues. In the standard leagues, you, you got to make sure that you have a guy that's going to play every week. I just, it, it's it's just a Wade roster deal. But I, I think for me, I, I think that Garoppolo's kind of playing who he is, 200 yards, two touchdowns. I don't think that he's going to be much better than that. But um, yeah, there, there are definitely a lot of concerning options at quarterback for sure in the NFL. Okay, uh, we got to take a quick time out here on the show. We got some week four storylines coming up next here on Fantasy Sports Today. Also, we'll talk about whether the Gardner Minshew era continues. A big week for them. A very, very tough place to play, by the way, in Denver. No matter how bad they look, they always play well in Denver. So interesting conversation we'll have there. You're listening to FNTSY Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Nish and Joe Pizzapia for one more segment. Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to MadeSailors.com. That's MadeSailors.com. Attention all authors. Page Publishing is looking for authors. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Page Publishing will get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, Apple iTunes, and other outlets. They handle all aspects of the publishing process for you. Printing, cover art, publicity, copyright, and editing. Call 800-292-8137 now for your free author submission kit. That's 800-292-8137 for your free author submission kit. Again, that's 800-292-8137. With Thermospa's unique built-in thermal filtration system, you simply fill it with a garden hose and your water stays crystal clear with very little maintenance. Right now, they're offering 0% APR financing with approved credit and a $1,250 savings coupon. Call Thermospas today at 800-603-6422 for your free DVD videos and brochure. That's 800-603-6422. Call 800-603-6422 today to take advantage of 0% APR financing. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. 
and just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS. WeatherTech.com. Proudly made in America. Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best date possible. Well, I found one website that can find you the best date, and it's called TheBestDate100.com. Just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date. Remember, you can find the best date of your life at TheBestDate100.com. That's TheBestDate100.com. One more time, TheBestDate100.com. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. And welcome back. This is Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish along with Joe Pizzapia as we get ready to send you off to full-time fantasy. They're coming up at 2 o'clock Eastern. Adam Ronis and Dr. Roto. It's a Tuesday, so a little bit more of a quiet day. So that makes them for some fun conversation, like Little League Baseball. Who would have ever thought we'd do a whole segment on this show on Little League Baseball? I certainly didn't anticipate that. But uh, look, the Monday night game was a dud, guys. We're not going to sit here and do two hours on a game that nobody should have watched last night. It was just so ugly. Uh, But let's kind of get into some of the things that could happen this week, because as we turn to tomorrow, I know that we're going to get into that more. Uh, Look, last Thursday night, that place in Jacksonville was electric, man. The first, uh, I mean, the first half was just phenomenal. Um, uh, look, you know, I watched Gardner Minshew play at college, Joe. He is playing better at the NFL level than he played in college. This is a fact. This was not a guy with a deep ball. This is not a guy that was going to throw for 300 yards and two touchdowns in an, in a college game at all and played in a good offense with a good head coach. So it's like it's it's the worst contrarian probably to take on Minshew, but I'm going to have to do it. Like, I just look, there are guys. There's always that Tom Brady. There's always that guy that's not great in college and then goes to the NFL. Kyle Allen's a good example of last week, too. A guy that was really not much of anything in college and was great in the NFL. Um, In terms of a character, that's a fun conversation to have. But, Joe, in terms of talent. I'm just going to keep doubting it the whole year until the wheels fall off, man, because I I saw him play a lot and I never saw this. I can understand that. (laughs) I think I have every reason, but you know, you just insulted my boy, Tom Brady. Was it really his fault? Because I remember them starting Drew Henson over him because he was the golden local boy. And a lot of Tom Brady showing up at the end of those games and kind of pulling the rabbit out of his hat for a W. I remember him kind of like cleaning up Drew Henson's mess quite a bit. Am I accurate? No, I can't remember that. He was was fine, but he was never anything. I mean, look, he is the perfect example of a guy who was virtually nothing in college to being great in the NFL. Yeah, Um, Will is an important thing, but you're right. I mean, Gardner Minshew right now is the Cinderella story, and most Cinderellas always turn into a pumpkin. I'm trying to think of, 
you know, are, do we have a lot of these guys? I mean, Adam Thielen was kind of a Cinderella story and he continued to be very good for, uh, yeah. I think, outlive what people's expectations were. I you think get uh, a lot of these guys. The guy on your team for a long time, I think, was the ultimate Wes Welker. Wes Welker. Yeah. Julian Edelman's another one. Nobody wanted Julian Edelman. Oh, he was a quarterback, right? In, in He uh, was a quarterback uh, at Kent State. Yeah. Uh, Heinz Ward was another one. That Heinz was, Ward, that's a good, that's a really good one. So it does happen in the NFL. The quarterback more position often is than tough. not, it's the guys who were great in college who stink in the NFL. That's the usually the, that quarterback conversation we're having of the Brandon Whedons, right? Of, of those. Well, most guys. NFL rosters are made up of players. Did it was this something you said yesterday that most NFL rosters are made up of players from the fourth round on and undrafted no, free agents? No, no. Okay, it was another show I was doing. I think it might have been with Chris Meany. Then Meany yeah, mentioned this. One, yeah, it was one of your kids. You guys were talking last. Night. <laughs> but yeah, but Meany brought up this on a, another show. You know, Meany's in the guillotine league with me, by the way. Oh, is he? Oh, yeah, you should bring it up. He did. He's, he's doing well. Yeah, he's doing well. He's still in there. Yeah, well, Chris Meany, good, good people, good, smart fantasy, man, that's for sure. And sure. if you're getting out there for NHL season, uh, the brain behind the fantasy uh, hockey. Black yeah, you there. know, I thought we were so, going to have time. Nah, that's that right. day, but we'll, we'll do it tomorrow. Whatever, whatever. But anyway, um, that's uh, one of those things where it's it's fascinating when you look at it how many and maybe it's also because the players taking the first couple of rounds are running backs and right. wide receivers and quarterbacks they have so much look it's either kind of s or get off the pot you either are good and if you're not there's too much money involved or you have to move on with a guy that's probably part of it whereas you know you get more of the defensive players who play for eight years or the guys who are on the line for 10 years they get drafted the fourth fifth sixth round more you know and that makes up the more the makeup of an nfl roster ironically yeah, no, it looks that way. It's just surprising to me to see this guy playing so well. I, I just, again, it's um, great though. I think the NFL kind of needed some more fun, and he's fun. He's good, clean oh, fun. Yeah, no, it's a great, it's a great story. He's a phenomenal guy. Uh, but again, we're trying to win a fantasy league here, so I got to be careful of that dynamic of of saying the guy's going to be great. But look, they have they have no doubt put themselves in a position that two weeks ago I never would have thought they'd be in. I thought they were a middling five and eleven team. All of a sudden he's like must watch TV, so that's for sure. Um, historically speaking, in terms of characters in the NFL, uh, we've seen a lot of them. Joe, who are some of your favorites? Dion's always one of mine, and that's because he created the persona. I feel like he was. One of the first guys, at least in my lifetime, that I remember creating this whole alternate persona. Like there was Deion Sanders and then there was Primetime and Primetime was on the field and Primetime was, you know, this different dude. And he he won. You know, people could say he didn't tackle and he didn't. But man, could that guy shut down a wide receiver and wherever he went. Yeah, yeah. Wherever, he, wherever went. he went, they won. And on top of that, and when he left Atlanta, they stopped winning. Let's be <laughs> oh, <laughs> for right a while. Away. Yeah. And then he went to played for was it Dallas then San Fran or am I inverting it? San now? Fran first, I think. San Fran then Dallas, mm-hmm. and right because he was that last piece in the puzzle there for them. And no, no, it was it was it was reverse. It was what? Dallas then San Fran. Yeah, because that was the thing they couldn't get over the hump, and then they peeled Dion away. And that was the year that San Fran and Steve Young went to the Super Bowl and they won because Dion was there. That's and and that's the thing. The guy was a winner. The guy was entertaining. And I like now that he's gone from this crazy, flashy athlete. Dog. Now he's like the old sage of of those guys now on NFL Network. And it just cracks me up. I know. Yeah, I think it, I know. It, it, people was, him, it was Atlanta, San Francisco, then Dallas. It was San Francisco. Then it was the inverse of they couldn't get over, somebody couldn't get over the hump. I remember that story in the Dion documentary and they were saying until we got Dion and then Dion put us over. We couldn't beat. I, I inverted in my apologies. Good job right. by you picking that up. So it but, was, a, you know, he um, with San Francisco, they were great. 
with Dallas, he was great. I forgot he. I know. I remember him finishing off with Baltimore. I completely forgot he played for the Redskins. Yeah, I played for the Redskins for a I short never time. Never would have got that. He returned some kicks for some touchdowns too. <laughs> I don't remember that. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, he did. I do. I do. But look, Dion's one of mine. But who are some of uh, other ones? Too? What do you think? Like big personalities out there in the NFL historically? Uh, yeah. I mean, J.J. Watt is one these days that I think is a really good one and does a lot of great things in terms of sure chat. does terrific guy. I, I, I liked him a lot. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other guys. Well, I mean, Joe Namath's one of those guys, a bigger than life yeah, that personality. Goes back, yeah, that, go, that goes back far. Yeah. Far. Well, I mean, some, but I think that's kind of fun. Like all time. And some have, some teams have multiples. You got the 85 bears, which is one collective between buddy Ryan and Mike Ditka. And then you got Jim McMahon and, and the fridge and all these like larger than life cartoonish kind of characters on one team. You have the diva wide receivers. Sure. Um, you have even the broadcasters like John Madden when he became, I mean, he was a larger than life figure as a coach, but then as a broadcaster it became a legend, you know, that there's a, there's a personality in football. Oh, yeah, oh, no doubt. No doubt. Um, yeah. The 85 bears were definitely a great uh, Lawrence Taylor was a great one. Yeah. No, there's, there's been some that have come through and Minshew is, it's kind of taken that over for sure. Uh, something that we didn't focus on as much earlier in the show, we did talk a little bit about Kyle Allen, but I just want to you know, kind of get your thoughts and, and update this at this point with the news that we heard today uh, with uh, Cam Newton, Joe, being out, it looks like six to eight weeks with a Liz injury. Um, we didn't talk about that earlier in the show. Let's uh, dive a little bit more into that now. Um, I think that you're feeling pretty good if you own Kyle Allen. At this well, point. I think you are right because that's in the guillotine. Right? Holy crap! I got him for a dollar. You are you are you are the Gardner Minshew of that league, Craig Mish. The you are that guy, and I'm not going to stop believing in you. <laughs> I'm going to ride Allen and Keenum. Listen, let me tell you something right now. If I end up making it two or three more weeks. Think about a draft where in a guillotine league of 16 <laughs> teams, my quarterbacks were Eli Manning, Case Keenum, and Kyle Allen. You need to pick up Haskins now, though. I'm telling you right now, you have to you have to hedge your bets a little bit here because that, that, that Keenum experiment is going to come to an end soon. And I'm not saying it's good, but you just like Allen. Like, you just got to go pick him up. But here's a fun fact. Uh, Cam Newton's thrown for four-plus touchdowns in uh, a game six times his career. He had a quarterback rating over 144 just once in his career. Kyle Allen on Sunday against Arizona had a QB rating of 144 and threw for four touchdowns. So that's that's well, kind of cool. Now, <laughs> the other thing we could do now is kind of reset this conversation uh, for where we had it, you know, earlier in the show. Um, if if this does keep him out for let's say uh, four weeks, and Kyle Allen takes this team to like a three and oh four and oh record, Joe, there's oh. no way they're going back to him, right? Like, there's no way at that point. I don't know how you do. I really don't. If you're winning football, especially for Ron Rivera, because don't you feel like Ron Rivera oh, is, is kind on of the, on he's number one firing hot seat guy? He is number one. He is on the hot seat. And if I'm Ron Rivera, I'm looking at myself, I'm saying, is this kid over here from the NFL 60 commercial winning me football games <laughs> from 20 years ago? And if he is, then you play him and you win football games because I think he's put up with a lot more Cam Newton than he should have put up with. And I think it's his own fault. And this is the opportunity now for him to say to the organization ahead of him, say, look, I tried. We're winning now. What do you want from me? Let's go win football games. Cause if you're Ron Rivera, the honeymoon from that Super Bowl a couple of years ago of getting there in that 15 and one season, it was a great year and it ended in disappointment, but you can't live off that forever. If I'm on Ron Rivera, I'm definitely playing him the rest of the year. If he's winning football games. And by the way, I don't know if you caught the story 
uh, yesterday. It happened two days ago where uh, the man in Philadelphia. Oh, it's the funniest saving, thing ever. Yeah, they were saving kids from <laughs> uh, from a, uh, a fire in an apartment. And the and the guy says everyone could see this video on YouTube. And the guy says, I caught the kids unlike Aguilar. Right. And then last oh, night. So funny. On, did you see last night on Twitter? Aguilar responded. No, no. What yeah. did Aguilar say? He was. He said, "This man is saving people in our community, and I want to thank him and would provide him tickets to the game coming up this week. If anybody can get me in touch with him, that would be that's great. awesome. Good for Classic, you. Classy, classy the, that's the, what you're supposed to do because you're an NFL player making what a lot mean? of money. Like you're supposed to talk about Robert Kraft having happy endings. That's the way you're supposed to talk but, about. But it. you got to talk about all these things because it's all true. And who doesn't love a good happy ending to a story? And there's your happy uh, ending right there. There's, Craig, there's the key difference between Antonio Brown and. <laughs> <laughs> but look, the fact that he mentioned it twice, too, because I don't know if you saw the extended interview of that guy. He mentioned it at the very yeah, top. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I thought that was it. And I was like, oh, is that it? He just kind of mentioned it at the top. And then as he goes, he does it. He turns right to the camera. And he goes, unlike Aguilar. <laughs> but Aguilar has scored two touchdowns. I thought he had I know. Game. That's not yeah. enough. That's that that quintessentially is Philadelphia. I lived there for six years. I was in college for four of them. Philadelphia is the toughest sports town. They will love you forever if you win, but you it, out, short of a, short of winning the championship, you're trash to them. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't. This is why the most worn jersey during my time there in the late '90s was David Akers. They wouldn't wear Donovan McNabb jerseys because they hated. They were more David Akers jerseys being sold than Donovan McNabb jerseys. It was the craziest thing ever. All right. Well, full-time fantasy is coming your way at the top of the hour. And of course, they're going to dive heavily into this uh, updated story here with uh, Cam Newton today. Potential Liz Frank injury could be out four to eight weeks, clearly through the bye week, week seven, which means the Kyle Allen show continues. And for Craig Mish's guillotine league, we got ourselves a quarterback for the next three weeks. Probably going to throw eight picks this week against Houston, but we'll give him another try. Throw him out there. See how he does. (laughs) All right, uh, we'll take a quick timeout. We got Exit Velocity coming up next. One of the hot topics to end the show in fantasy. And then Joe and I will be right back here on the noon edition of Fantasy Sports Today. Also a quick reminder, tonight at 8 o'clock Eastern over at Wager Alarm, you can catch myself and Howard Bender with our YouTube, YouTube live stream recapping how we did in wagering over the weekend. And uh, another four in one week in the Super Contest. Well done. Week in the uh, in the Golden Nugget contest, so we are among the top five percent in the country so far this season. Uh, we'll keep our fingers crossed and continue to get lucky because that's all this is: is getting lucky in gambling. Hopefully, we will continue that this week, and we will give you an early look at some of the picks that we're looking at this week. And we'll recap last week's as well. So that's coming up tonight at eight o'clock Eastern. We got exit velocity next week. This is Michael David from Seattle. I'm 51 years old, and six months ago, I started taking Andro 400 to increase my testosterone. Since then, I've lost 35 pounds of fat, and my waist went from size 38 to size 32. I have more energy, and I look and feel 20 years younger. And now my wife tells me I have to take Andro 400. Hi, this is Ron Johnson from Utah. After 10 weeks of taking Andro 400, I lost 13 pounds, and my waist went from 36 to 33. That was eight years ago. I continue to take Andro 400 and I've maintained my weight at 172. 
gained muscle and energy. I'm 63 now and feel better than I have in 30 years. Andro 400, the natural way to increase testosterone, lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great. Try Andro 400, the safe, effective, affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. Were you scammed into signing a timeshare contract? And did you miss the part that said you have to pay for your great idea. Not only for the rest of your life, but when you're not here anymore, you get to pass this turkey onto your family for them to pay for the rest of their lives. Thanks, Dad. Don't burden your family down the road and don't be stuck with expensive timeshare payments forever. Get out of your bad idea, timeshare contract guaranteed or pay nothing. Call Resort Release today and learn for free how their timeshare exit team can help you legally exit your timeshare contract. They've helped thousands of people and they're A-plus rated with a BBB. So if you feel scammed, get mad, and get out of your expensive timeshare contract right now, guaranteed. Call N-O-W. 800-804-7060. 800-804-7060. 800-804-7060. That's 800-804-7060. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-961-3631 Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia All right, before we end the show and send things over to full-time fantasy, Adam Ronis and Dr. Roto, they have one request before we end our show today, and that is they want to hear a little exit velocity from Joe Pizzapia. Joe, take it away. I feel the need, the need for speed. Ow! Exit velocity. Nice velocity. So the NCAA created a rule a couple years ago that allows players to basically decide a couple games into the season that, hey, things aren't working out. I should pull back and be a red shirt. And this was really for the teams to control these players for a little longer. But now it looks like their attempt at greed once again has backfired on them because it looks like one of these players, De'Ara King, and maybe one or two of his teammates might be using it to put themselves in a situation where they're going to pull themselves out of the season and then pull themselves out of the team altogether onto another squad. And if that happens, good for them and bad for the NCAA. You're trying to be greedy once again, trying to keep these kids from getting what they should be getting. And when they take their game somewhere else, you're going to fret about it? Mm, I don't think so. Good for you, I think, De'Ara King, because this is a bad rule. They should get rid of it right away. And I'll tell you what, man, this is not going to be the last you hear of it. Yeah, very strange and good points by Joe there. It's almost like uh, you know, the, the, the trade deadline 
in different sports is there's a reason why this thing happens at some point. You cannot give college football teams the opportunity to see how they are after three games and make that call. Maybe one game, two at the most, but three. Now we'll see if this kid ends up keeping his word, staying at Houston, or if he transfers potentially to Alabama or Oklahoma. Wow, how that would turn out very well for him, no doubt. Thanks again to Sean Guastamacchia for producing this program today. For my co-host Joe Pizapia, I am Craig Mish. We'll be back on the Wednesday edition of the show tomorrow at noon. Full-time fantasy is next. For Joe, I'm Craig. Have a great Tuesday, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow. See ya.